Welcome to High Performance Equestrian Science to Enhance Rider Performance. Today I'm going to consider the question that I get asked quite a lot, isn't riding enough to keep me fit? Some riders think, well, I ride how many horses a day? I ride most days, I'm exhausted, I can't think of doing any other workout on top of all the stable chores. Do I really have to do more on top of that? Well, my answer to the question is not straightforward, as you might guess. It is yes and no, and also it depends. So the yes part of it comes in terms of riding fitness. Are you fit to ride? And of course, riding does make you fit to ride. Now, if I change that slightly and think about rider fitness, I'm talking about the person fit as an athlete who rides, I'm going to say no, riding isn't enough. So the difference, the real difference there is that riding fitness is a specific skill and skill acquisition is a part of fitness. It is a key part of sports science. You're tuning specific muscles and energy pathways. Skill acquisition aside, the question remains, isn't riding enough to keep me fit? Well, then there's match fitness or game fitness, as we say in other sports, and it is more evident in some sports than others. Sports like swimming or cycling, the training is very similar to competition. But in other sports like rugby or boxing, for example, they don't just engage in their primary sport every day for training. They may only play a real match or game against an opponent once a week due to logistics and recovery. But the training mimics the requirements of the sport. However, at some stage, you have to get tackled or take punches to practice how you'll cope with that in the matches or competitions. In equestrian sports, dressage training, for example, closely mimics a test and your horse only knows its competition if you're somewhere different. Maybe you're wearing fancy clothes, he's been brushed and washed and he's got his mane plaited up. And everyone's feeling anxious. Of course, he doesn't actually know. He's just feeding off your energy and the excitement of being out. In eventing, it might be difficult for many riders to train the cross-country phase at their regular training facility. So instead, parts of that event might be simulated. But the point is, you don't just have to do dressage to get better at dressage, for example. Of course, you do have to do it, but you can do other things as well which will help. And many riders know this already for their horse. So they might ride out on trails to keep them fresh, jump them or use cavalettis to get them using their bodies differently. So cross training, long and low work to balance some of the more collected frames and stretch them out. But keep in mind, this is not stretching out the rider. You're still working up there. Match fitness is a blend of riding fitness and rider fitness, if you like. Gets you fit to do the sport of riding by riding itself, but fit as a person who can ride well without imbalances and overuse injuries is a whole different question. So we know that too much of a good thing can be not such a good thing on the human body. And the next podcast is going to look at that in more detail. But this brings us back to the question again, isn't riding enough to keep me fit? 
The part where I answered that depends refers to what your goals and definitions of fitness are exactly. The traditional definitions of fitness from a personal trainer or exercise scientist could be the five S's of fitness. We like to talk about strength, suppleness, speed, stamina, and structure, which is body composition. And the sixth S we like to add for sports as opposed to general fitness is skill. And riding fitness is all about skill. But the other five describe the rider fitness. Riding, of course, works on some of these other S's of fitness, as do the various other horse management related chores like carrying bales of hay, cleaning paddocks or stables. But think about what you use a lot and what you don't use much at all. There are muscles in the hips and thighs that get used more than others in riding and joints as well. If you shovel the paddocks the same way all the time, like always to the right, you are 100% creating imbalances in strength and tightness on one side of the body because that's not exactly light work and we do a lot of it. Then we've got the rest of what we're doing in our life, so our lifestyle and our habits. As humans, our eyes are clearly on the front of our heads. Our arms and hands work best in front of us. Everything we do in front tightens and uses the muscles in the chest, the anterior shoulder, the front of the shoulder, and it stretches, weakens and loosens muscles in the upper back and the posterior shoulder. So even worse, if you're frequently on devices, you might have the phone on your lap with your neck bent and your head down looking at it for I don't know how long a day. And then you get on a horse and wonder why your coach has a problem with your posture or you're having trouble getting your head, shoulder, hip and heel aligned. Our sedentary convenience lifestyles involve a lot of sitting in the car, the office, the desk, the sofa. That seated position also locks into your hip joints. Then you get on a horse and the coach is noting that you're sitting back in chair position with that flexed locked hip. Daily life can mess with our riding and there's plenty we can do to counteract or undo from riding itself and from daily activities before we even think about performance enhancement as an equestrian athlete. Those other S's of fitness to consider, cardiovascular fitness, body composition goals, are you huffing and puffing at competitions with the extra adrenaline? Have you been wanting to trim down or muscle up? Are you actually fit how do you think you or other riders that you can think of would fare on basic fitness tests i'm pretty sure that most of us are training our horses to pass fitness tests in flexibility strength stamina speed and definitely body composition or body score but are we forgetting about some of these in the rider In a sports science or fitness context, we've got a standard battery of tests that we might give people to work out where we can improve their performance, cardiovascular, fitness, endurance, or it might be power that they need. We've got sprint tests, we've got range of motion tests for flexibility, different types of strength tests and body composition tests. And remember, when you think about body composition, we're just talking about healthy range and function. 
So being effective, what can you do with your body? Because absolutely all body types can ride effectively. That's what I'm here talking about is effective riding for performance. It's what you do with it. And looking at any Olympic podium will back that up, that every body type can be effective as an equestrian, more so than some other sports like running or swimming or gymnastics where you see certain body types are definitely more effective for those sports. I really don't think there's much point in dwelling on thoughts such as I'm not built for the sport, I'm not built to be an equestrian. If you have a body, you are built for equestrian sports. Of course, there might be advantages in some body types or features, maybe. But if you line up all the top riders in the world, you'll soon see that that really doesn't matter so much. Just as we look for preferred confirmation in horses for the various disciplines, at the end of the day, it's going to be the training and the willing that gets them there. And it just shows that it's definitely more what you do with it that counts. And of course, para-equestrians achieve amazing performances under extremely difficult circumstances, providing more evidence that it is what you do with what you've got that counts. Coming back to those definitions of fitness, now where does that fit with your goals? Goals for performance, for competition, for yourself, for fitness as an athlete. This is where my no answer really applies because this is where cross-training comes in. Cross-training is key to preventing or correcting overuse and imbalances from your primary sport and from daily living. That's going to be different for each athlete. No matter what the sport, I'd look at the athlete and I'd consider that person overall who has a goal to perform in a particular type of sport That means for an equestrian, I would consider rider fitness in the context of the person overall whose goal is to perform in riding. Many riders are just so used to riding more for their own activity and conditioning. And yes, you do get better at riding by riding more. I get that. But riding never gets easier. You just get better. Think about that for a second. Riding doesn't get easier you get better, you get more skilled. Then what do you do next? You do harder things, don't you? So you extend yourself, you do higher jumps, higher dressage levels, and it's all difficult again, but you work on the skills required. And to continue to progress and support those skills the best you can, you need the rest of those components of fitness. In a future podcast, I'll look at skill acquisition and there are 100% things we can do out of the saddle to help this a lot. In fact, we may not even be aware of some of the things that we're reinforcing in the saddle in the six-legged athlete that have become habit that aren't helping and maybe hindering performance and awareness and assessment is the first place to start to improve performance. But back to the question at hand. I recall watching the equestrian sports at the Tokyo Olympics recently and the commentators said so many times, the riders are just so fit at this level. And they were. It doesn't matter if you're headed to the Olympics or not, but we spend so much time stressing about or trying to compensate for things like imperfect confirmation imbalances in bend or strength in our horses and we train and train them to make up for it 
we wouldn't want the performance limiting factor to be the other two legs on the team. So it definitely is something to think about. Whatever your riding discipline, and I do focus on the Olympic disciplines here, the horse has basic training in dressage, as it literally means training and has been designed to enhance, balance, improve the horse's physiology, physique, and biomechanics, their movement. It gymnasticizes them. It could be considered the perfect fitness training for the equine athlete. However, what riders do with their bodies while training, riding and caring for horses absolutely was not designed to enhance our bodies and is not our perfect fitness training for a human. If you don't believe me, just ask more mature trainers who've been riding for decades which body parts they have trouble with or which ones they're getting replaced. The perfect training for a human I think, would arguably be something closer to gymnastics or dance. These sports use all energy systems, endurance, high intensity, and all muscles and joints through a full and balanced range of motion. You absolutely still get injuries. It happens in any movement activity or sport, and training still can create overuse and acute injuries and imbalances particularly if thought hasn't gone into the training of the athlete. And at elite levels or long-term training, you get even more issues. In gymnastics, for example, we know that the hyperflexion of the back in female gymnasts can lead to real issues. Male gymnasts pretty much sign up for shoulder surgery if they become elite Dancers will often tear a hamstring in a high kick because the hip flexors on the other side of the joint are so very powerful, just as a dressage horse can tear a muscle dancing in the sand. The point is, if I was to pick something to train humans in first when they're young that translates well to other sports, it would be gymnastics or dance for overall conditioning, as well as coordination, timing, decision-making, proprioception which is knowing where your body parts are in space bringing it back again to the question at hand isn't riding enough to keep me fit you can probably see the evidence stacking up on the no not really side here I think now I'll toss it back to you what do you think is riding enough to keep you fit based on your own goals for performance in your six-legged team for you as an equestrian athlete, and for life in general? I believe in most cases the answer is no. If I got my fitness tests out for most equestrians who are just doing horse riding, I think that would answer the question for all of us. But that doesn't mean I want you to spend hours in the gym or sign up to a rider fitness program, particularly any program that is finite, short-term, and general for all equestrians because we are all very different. What it does mean is systematically working out how to get you performing better in the saddle, knowing what to do for you and why. The first steps in that process are what I'm going to cover in the next podcast. I hope you've got something useful out of today, thinking about riding fitness versus rider fitness, considering match fitness, which for us is competition fitness, what is fitness and would you pass those tests? And also being aware of 
undoing what riding in daily life does to our bodies and then enhancing performance on top of that. And also considering how to best train human athletes and for a specific sport. As a sports scientist, our job is to analyse the demands of a sport and train this in the athlete to perform better. Next podcast, I will answer the question, what are the demands of equestrian sports on the human athlete? Thanks so much for joining me today. Until next time, happy riding.